Bishop P. On capital P, I write these president, count presidents. Push Portuguese on her knees, mopping down a P. She let me squeeze, then she leave, cause she keep a P. Private suite, privacy, bitch, I'm pushing P. It's your girl, Lee from the D. And it's Chrissy with a C. <laughs> and this <laughs> is the <laughs> Thick <laughs> Twice Podcast. Season two. Pew, 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 pew. So how you been? It's a whole new year. It is a whole new year. Um, our last episode was in December. December. Girl, I've had bronchitis. Bronchitis. I, I got bronchitis. Okay, okay with an inhaler. Oh, um, <laughs> I done had a birthday. That was shout cool. out. Okay, year twenty seven. We in the books. Here. <laughs> We are here. Yes. Um, and we got our first feature in the article. Period blavity. Yes. yes. Um, and yeah, I'm in, you know, chilling, just relaxing. How have you been? You know, your girl been working. Um, I have my third uh runway show coming up next month. Um, so that is the sneaker ball, Motor City Sneaker Ball. So that should be nice. Um, and then uh somebody's birthday is coming March third. Yes. Your girl will also be entering the 27 club. Oh Lord, who we inching close? We close to it. It's right there on to our the, backs. To the 30-30. And, and you tried to put us there. And you know what? We, we inching there. We, we is. No being denial. <laughs> I'm not denying. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> I was just 18 yesterday. Listen, I was just turning 21. We was just living in the dorms. Like, well, I wasn't in the dorms at 21, but still. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's happening, you know? Going into the next segment, how do you feel about Butterfingers? Like the candy? Yeah. <laughs> um, They straight. <laughs> you know, they definitely not my number one chocolate bar. Snickers okay. is. What about you? Uh, I don't like them. They get stuck in my teeth. You know, I feel that. I don't like things that get stuck in my teeth either. Nah, they just like chocolate-covered Chico bars. Yes, and honestly, I want to save my how do you feel about until we get deeper into our topic. Okay. It's going to be a great one. Okay. Y'all wait and see. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so our next segment is Into the Thick of It. Hey. Into the Thick of It. Hey. Into the Thick of It. Mm, Alright, a lot of stuff been happening, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I know y'all have seen it. So, first we got our boy Nick Cannon. Nicholas Bartholomew Cannon. How you feel about this man? Oh, we talked about him literally the last show we did. Like, Yeah, my man's going wild. He going crazy. He baby daddy of the year. He showing up at all the gender reveals and baby showers and all white. And after last time we talked, like he lost the son, but now he having another baby. Yeah. Baby's on the way. It's like at this point you got a breeding kink. Like you just like to breed. I like, thought the same you thing. Want, you want your handmaid's tail shit, and <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like, like that either. You just going around laying seeds all over the country. You're not taking responsibility of his kids. Just because you have fiscal responsibility in the child's life doesn't mean that's helping them grow developmentally. So mm. when you said that planting seeds. Have you ever seen, um, what the fuck is that with Star-Lord, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I think so, yeah. Okay, so I think on part two, he actually found his daddy, right? And his daddy really 
only got his mama pregnant like while he was like planting all of oh, these seeds. Yeah. Remember? I do remember that. Why didn't kind of remind me of Star Lord Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> like legit. Like, legit. I forgot that man name, but he is Star Lord's daddy. And the thing about it with it is like some type of people be like, oh, this is my legacy. Oh, I'm building my legacy. I can't. I'm starting to like really hate when people say that shit because it's like at the end of the day, that's not your legacy. Yeah. Your legacy is what you leave behind. At the end of the day, your legacy is not stuff. Wild out. No, oh, drum line. line. <laughs> Motherfucking wild and out. Yeah. And the one he did with Christina Milian. That's still what I see Nick Hannon as. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, oh, he a clown ass clown now, like doing all of this now. Mm-hmm. But them kids is not your legacy. And I feel like it's lazy when people push their legacy off to their kids. Like, honestly, if you think about somebody that's success, successful, you don't know who their parents are. Yeah. Why? Because it's not their parents' legacy. It's their legacy. Oh, that's a good one. Like, what's Denzel Washington mama name? What's Oprah Winfrey mama name? No idea. The only people we really know is like Beyonce's mama. Mm-hmm. And that's because she made a career off her daughter's career as well. Mm-hmm. And she did some other stuff. Or, but she makes herself relevant. What's Dr. Martin Luther King mama name? Well, I was going to say Coretta. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's his wife. Like, don't nobody know. Don't nobody know because that's not your legacy. Yeah. That's your child's legacy and the name they built. Mm. So... I think when people do that, it's very lazy of them, like, because you're giving up on your life in this lifetime, mm-hmm. um, and that's just weird, like, you just out here breeding kids, like. Yeah, I definitely thought it it had to be uh, some type of breeding or pregnancy kink. Um, I didn't really think that it had anything to do with lupus or him saying, like, I'm not, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, so I'm going to populate the earth you feel me so you don't even know how long you're gonna be here and you having all these kids you're not even gonna be here to take care of thank you okay that's the point that's the bottom line aside from the actual physical like you need to be there and like like you said like actually help your child learn and develop like how can you really do that for eight kids seven kids you feel me it's it's not it's not possible, and they all probably live in different places. Oh, unless, nice. unless he get on some sister wife shit and be like, "Well, aside from Mariah, because we all know." Like, and Carrie never gonna do that. She never gonna do that. <laughs> but the, the other like wilding out girls, and why they always wilding out girls? That's is gonna this, be a thing. Is this coercion? That's gonna be a thing. Is this coercion? That's gonna be a thing. Because how about we talking about power, and you're the owner of this show, and I work for you. Anyways, I ain't gonna get into the. <laughs> That's gonna wait ten years. We're calling it now. That's gonna be a thing. But you see what he doing now? He trying to save face, like, oh, I'm celibate now. I'm celibate, like, nigga. Yeah, okay. No, you selling it. That's what you doing. <laughs> He's selling it. He's selling it. If you think about it, people talk about women selling it all the time. Oh, this is what I want. This. Women sell their vaginas to like get what they want. He's selling it. He is selling it. Yeah. If you had this baby, I give you this. Mm-hmm. I make sure your lifestyle good. You're selling it. Yeah. Oh. We're not even gonna talk about Mr. Nicholas Bartholomew Kennedy. We no already more. did. <laughs> he he's doing it to himself. He really is. Yes. Like him and your and and your NBA young boy. They're menace to society. Yeah. Like legit menace. Like 
ladies, stay away, okay? That is no good. But <laughs> enough about Mr. Uh, Cannon. Next we have, um, you know, Miss Lauren Smith Crawford. Um, so that is the young lady who was found. She was found dead, right? Yeah. So her name was, um, I think I had it wrong right there, but it's Lauren Smith Fields. And it Fields. was in Crawford, Connecticut. Oh, okay. um, my bad. And no, you got, I literally wrote it wrong. Um, and yeah, she died after a bumble date with an older white man. Yeah. Um, and he has, I don't think he was like questioned. Um, and then another woman actually died the same day from like a date. She was like on a date as well in the same city on the same day. Um, it was a black woman and she died and they mishandled her case too. So it was two cases of black wow. women in this city on the same day and the cases were mishandled by the same people. Um, and so I know the police have been suspended since then, but it's still like constantly dropping the ball. Like not a lot of people still have heard about this case mm -hmm. or it's even made, not even made like mainstream news for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I only really see about it on TikTok, mm -hmm. on like social media. Um, but I told my mom about it today and she was like, who? Mm-hmm. I was like... But I bet you if you say Gabby Petito, she could be like, oh yeah, yeah the girl who was little... on CNN. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because that girl, when I tell you, because I watch CNN <clears throat> from time to time, when I tell you, like they was flipping back and forth between her case and... Like some building that had collapsed or something. You feel me? Like that's how much press she was getting. Mm -hmm. Like they were doing whole news segments just following up on her. And it's just always sad when I see black people not getting that that equal treatment. Like you're not even trying. Yeah. You're saying, oh, because it's this white man. He good. You know, he ain't do nothing. Yeah, all right. Yeah, like who do, like y'all not even checking everything. And then I heard that they didn't even tell her family um mm -hmm. after they did the autopsy. Nobody yeah. even notified her family <laughs> that she was dead. They like the family like went to her apartment and it was like a note on her door it was, and it was yeah. like call this number <laughs> and that's how they found out. Like they they didn't have the decency to, like, call their phone or the family's phone. Um, and, yeah, it's just sick. Like, the girl, Lauren, um, had, like, drugs in her system. The family was like, mm, she wasn't a drug taker. Um, and even so, if she was, like, the guy was still there while she was taking the drugs. Period. He should be questioned. <clears throat> you don't know if he laced her. You don't know what happened in that situation. So to just assume somebody was, oh, taking hardcore drugs and they OD'd and that's what happened. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, where is the energy to do your fucking job? Like, yeah. And them niggas definitely deserve to be motherfucking uh, put on leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until they can figure out everything that's going on. They need on. to start taking niggas badges. Period. Just, why you on leave? Around. You just need to be fired. Just go. Yeah. I don't get that. At all. So. so definitely hoping that she gets the justice that she deserves. Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. sure. And next on our list, <clears throat> switching from, uh, you know, that. <sighs> these podcast niggas. 
These, listen, and I don't even want to say their name to get them more press, but if y'all been on TikTok, if y'all have been on social media, y'all know who I'm talking about. These incel ass niggas who feel like women basically should just be like controlled by men and that we should submit to men and they're alphas. I'm an alpha. Like, ugh, I'm so tired of it. There's no such thing as alpha. There's no such thing as a beta. Um, it's no such thing as none of those things. And I, I'm learning to the point, like, <clears throat> if a guy got to say, like, I told you, uh, I, don't, I don't think you remember my rules of engagement or my no-no list I posted. But if you talk about being submissive, or dominant alpha anything within the first conversation of us talking like i already know it's a wrap it's a wrap um yeah it's a wrap you already showing your insecurities that you not living up to the status you think i'm at like Mm. like it's just it's just giving it's secure and you need to be by yourself and you're delusional yeah like they be some lame ass niggas. They be like, lame ass niggas. Like I remember one of them, the girl was like, cause he he said something like, um, you know, I feel like I want my wife to just be at home and you know I just control what she do, and the girl was like, are you married? No, of course he's not. Because what woman, okay, would marry a man who is saying that he basically want to control you? <laughs> And I think some women are okay with like, you know, oh, let my man step up, like, be in control. And that's cool, like, that's, like that's, that's different. That's different if somebody's saying, like, obviously, like, he hasn't even, to me, like, that statement, say, like, you haven't even lived with a partner before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even in, like, the last situations or whatever that I've lived in, like, I live with my sister and her husband. And just, like, I've always played, like, don't involve me in your relationship. Period. Like, don't involve me in that. Like, nothing. Like, I'm not getting no arguments. Nothing. I'm not on none of y'all's side that y'all married. Okay. Um. And so, even living with a couple, they don't be in the same room on a fucking neck every day. Like, mm-hmm. you want your space mm-hmm. when you live with somebody. Don't matter who you live with. Like, yeah. you're going to want your space. Like, get out of my face. Don't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and so, even that, oh, I want her at home controlling her. That's not like you haven't even lived with nobody yet. Because you would know that's some immature ass shit to say, like. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, um, I feel like all these podcast niggas need to be canceled and, uh, never to be seen again. Shout out to my girl, Drew. I don't know how to say her last name. Afulo? Afulo? <clears throat> but she be grilling these niggas. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I love her. I follow her on TikTok because she just be cracking me up. And yeah, every time, every time is one of like the few things. This nigga is balding. Yeah. This nigga, he misses leg day. Um, He has no woman. You feel me? It's, it's always something with these men. Yeah, and it's like the podcast guys, like, I'm not going to say like every guy's podcast needs to be canceled. Like, no, not at all. I've heard some good men on podcasts. I haven't. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yes, Kid Fury off the read, but he, he gang gang. He not like heterosis male. Like, he, he gang. Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, He's like the only guy I really listen to on podcasts and I listen to like a lot of podcasts and 
so yeah, I would like to find um more male creators that I actually watch. Like I did used to watch this one guy on YouTube. Do I want to say his name? He's never gonna. No, I'm not gonna say his name. But actually, because I forgot, and he. Because <laughs> I forgot. Never gonna, he's never gonna see this. Um, but. He was, like, a guy on YouTube. He did, like, paranormal content, like, reaction content to, like, oh, the scariest videos on the internet, stuff mm. like that. And so he was funny at first, but, like, throughout the videos, it wasn't even, like, a... Because when women share their insecurities, we just say it, like, flat out, like, I may look like this, so this is how it's making me feel. But God said it's more like he was on his channel, like, Oh, yeah, because, you know, I don't got a girl. And, you know, I be lonely on Friday night. So, I'm going to be here making these videos. And um, my girl, my girl, when I get a girl, she got to um, make sure she could. You know, she was just little stuff that was starting to irritate me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and he, it was one last final thing where I stopped watching his videos. Because it was just like some lame ass shit. And I was like, dog. <laughs> I'm not watching no more of your videos. Like, can you just make it about the content? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I hope to find some more, like, black male content creators Definitely. that aren't um, just, like, this is a podcast about hating women or this is a podcast about um, how women hate me and how which I'm is, actually the prime, like... Right, which is, like, the majority of what I hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like even I oh one of my old friends, her boyfriend used to have like a YouTube channel and she was like, I don't watch his videos, like <laughs> Hey <laughs> That hey, sometimes you can support from afar. She's like, I don't watch his videos, like he don't really I watched one and I was like this is very <laughs> And they still together? No. Yeah. Um but <laughs> Just like this is a very heterosis, and I agree. Like some of the guys that I talk to about content creating is not necessarily about what you feel; it's about how you feel other people should feel about you. Mm. And it's like it's not like well, this is what I do in relationships. It's like a well, women should. Mm. I think women should do this mm. rather than your experiences. So, mm. um, yeah, in that instance, like. Nah, I'm not down to listen to that. Yeah. But I don't listen to some women's podcasts and stuff either. So. Same. Because some, some of the women be just as bad as the men. I saw it. Yeah. I forgot Birds. what they call I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, like, ugh, I can't stand those. They, see, like I said, they sometimes worse than the men. But off these podcasts, niggas, girl, our girl Riri done got pregnant. She done got the COVID pandemic baby up in her. Oh, my word. A moment yeah. of silence for the album. Oh. <laughs> I got unpopular opinions. I have a very popular, unpopular opinion. I wonder what? if it's the same thing. What? Because I feel like somebody validated exactly what I was thinking when I was looking through some comments on TikTok because the gold is always in the comments, okay? It is. So, basically, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, ASAP Rocky, like, he said some, like, pretty colorist shit. All the time. Yeah, about, like, dark-skinned women and shit yeah. like that. And I just think that it's funny as, as crap. I, I'm going to stop cursing as much. Why? I that's another, <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> Okay, I think it's funny as fuck <laughs> that Miss Rihanna 
being the inclusive queen that she has been on her savage fancy stuff she's been very inclusive with her makeup you don't think so mm-hmm. and old girl decided to have a baby with a colorist man yet you're so inclusive make it make sense the things we do out of desperate fucking ration. oh is that was you feel as well i feel not i mean of course that's like definitely been like um because on like the stuff that I've been listening to, like the podcast, the tweets I've been reading, like I have a relatively decent timeline. And of course they brought up that. Of course they brought up him supporting Trump, Trump getting him out of that little jam where he was stuck across the country. Oh my God, that slipped my mind. Um, Yeah. So I just think it is, I think it's, I don't know. It's a conundrum. Like, are you gonna? I don't think she desperate. Like she kind of any. She was literally dating a billion. <laughs> but you can spend a block and getting your feelings. Like, oh, am I not doing this? Like, like you can be desperate and still spend a block for somebody you used to fuck with. So I don't know. I think out of mm-hmm, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Have a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's I'm. Some of the real ones get trapped by lame niggas. So. Oh. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> but no, you know what? You just gotta be faster than that. She not she not from Jamaica, is she? She from Barbados. Barbados. I wonder if they have um colorism issues there like they do in Jamaica, like with the bleaching and all of that. They probably do. It's very possible. But do. I'm like, you know, sometimes people can portray one thing and may internally feel another way. She might fucking agree with them. And we not know. She may. Um and that's even like how the situation with Lil Wayne was in Toya. You remember as he had Regine, he was like, I'm never having another dark skinned baby ever. And guess what? He has not dated a woman Toya Shade. He hasn't. Um, but what type of like self esteem does that do for your child? You know what I'm saying? Like and think granted, like I feel like women have to think about future children more than men have to think about future children. Definitely. But, um, is big on the internet. Like, that girl is everywhere. You don't mm-hmm. think she's seen this comment or heard this comment and realized put two and two together? Like, so, mm, that's definitely going to be something that he may change his mind on once he see his child. Like, but I don't know. Those type of guys, like, and I'm talking about like, those industry type of guys, they he always gave me an underline of like uh really fuck with white women i definitely thought he that he was gonna date like a latina like a julia fox like i keep saying her name like Like a a, leticia like a um who's leticia the model that's what lil wayne she yep she used to date lil wayne i don't know if she still do oh okay i think that's how you say her her name So when I found out she day Lil Wayne, I was just like, mm, exit that out of my mind. Girl, you a model. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like I thought he was gonna be with like a Danny Lee. He gave me Danny Lee vibes. Definitely. He was with um Chanel Iman. Iman Chanel, the model. She was like a runway model. Really? Yeah, they oh, were together for a while. Oh wow, I didn't know that. It was together for a while, so you know what? I don't know why. I'm sorry to bring it back to Mr. Cannon, but have you seen the women? Have you seen? Have you seen the baby models? Yeah, they all look alike. They all look alike. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Like copy and paste. Copy paste. Copy paste. Copy paste. Like he has a tight, honey. Oh, I just wanted to say that they all look like 
derivatives of my Mariah Carey. Like he definitely started that shit with Mariah Carey. Like, definitely, she fits into it. Like she's definitely the start. She's the start of that mm-hmm. trend. Like um, racially ambiguous, mm-hmm. um, sandy curly, three A hair, mm-hmm. light eyes, super thin. Yes. While I girl. look like I do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what they all look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very. <beautiful. laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm a. I'm glad we be here on the same okay, wavelength. Cuss like, <laughs> miss me with the bullshit. Okay. Okay. So why do you want to stop cussing? I don't. You know, I was just like, you know, what if one day they somebody want to be like, you know, let's let's air this, and they be like, beep beep beep. Hey, Chrissy, cuss a lot. This is my space to be who I am. And you know what? I'm censored everywhere else in my life. I accept that. Mm-hmm. And I internalize. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm putting that in myself too. Okay. You know, like, I agree. Because I always have, you know, especially like when you work a corporate job, mm-hmm. like, we have to put on different, you know, just professionalism. Yeah. And it's not even like being a different person. It's just like different sides of you show, you know? Yeah. I said this like my work podcast, like... Yes. Welcome. And this is what we were talking about today. <laughs> oh, not. I feel that. <laughs> Thank you for that validation. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. So... On to our main topic. So, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna insert that video here. <laughs> Did you, you see that video I posted on my story oh, on the first God. day of Black History Month? I don't, I can't remember. So many people both she were was, like, she was like, oh, all the white people to the back. Oh, Joanne. Yes, yeah. immediately. Yes. Like <laughs> Joanne, Miss Joanne. I swear to scammer. Oh my God memories um but yes it is black history month period so shout out to us even though you know i still feel the way would it be in the shortest month of the year because you know a fucking course right a fucking course they would give us the shortest month of the year that's very true but you know what i will still celebrate i celebrate black history my whole life so this is just a bonus it's just spotlight me. Spotlight, you know? period. Yes, that's a good one. Yes. Okay, so you want to you wanna do your spotlight first? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll do my spotlight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was listening to The Breakfast Club this morning. And Charlemagne, in which, uh, roll eyes. I don't really like Charlemagne. But he be talking about some decent shit sometimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he be having some good guests and things. Like, it he do. It was a lady on there talking about the importance of setting boundaries. And, you know, he be bringing on some good people. Yeah. But today he was actually talking talking about watermelon mm-hmm. so you know how watermelon and chicken is like you know it's looked at as like oh black people love this uh racist yeah. right so do you know the origin behind that um i think it was like so black people did used to eat watermelon or whatever and then like because it was it has a lot of water they mm-hmm. out in the sun mm-hmm. um and then people you know white people took it and made caricature yes um like in media and then it became like a thing yes good job look at her history buffs so i'm actually going to read this excerpt Mm -hmm. from um an article in atlantic called how watermelons became a racist trope 
So it says, the stereotype that African-Americans are excessively fond of watermelon emerged for a specific historical reason and served a specific per political purpose. It came in full force when slaves won their emancipation during the Civil War. Free black people grew, ate, and sold watermelons, and in doing so, made the fruit a symbol of their freedom. Southern whites, threatened by blacks' newfound freedom, responded by making the fruit a symbol of black people's perceived uncleanliness, laziness, childishness, and unwanted presence. So literally, y'all, when we became free, black people literally grew and sold watermelon. Like it was literally like a symbol of freedom. Like we're able to have our own business, our own way to make money. And white people literally saw saw black people making money, living their lives, just being free, just trying to make a couple dollars. And they couldn't even take that. So they wanted to make the caricatures, they made the cartoons, and boom, it became racist. And did you see what I posted from, um, you probably didn't see it, but it was on my Boston trip and um, at the Museum of Arts, they had like um, a quilt like exhibit. So it was like quilts from like, as far as you can think back. Mm -hmm. And so one of the quilts was like, it was supposed to be like American life. And so they had, like, um, Native Americans, like, with tomahawks. They had, like, Black people eating, like, watermelon. They had, like, Black people, like, cleaning people's shoes. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, this is what they really used to fucking portray. I think it was from, like, the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. Or, like, late 1800s. And, like, this is how they portrayed us. Like, yeah. Dark, very dark skin, big lips, big nose um looking you know a little dusty hair raggedy. hair yeah just like you know in the worst way that they could and it it worked you know mm -hmm. and if we if we really think about it them niggas them niggas really set some fucked up standards they really put some historical fucking bullshit out here yeah they really they, white people Y'all ancestors knew what they was doing. And it's not that long ago. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't saying? that long like, ago. Slavery lasted longer than it has not been here. Yeah. The Jim Crow era was not that long ago. It wasn't at all. Um, and there's the pictures. But like that was like the quote. Mm, it looked like they got on ski masks. That's how black they... That's fucking crazy. They thought we was. Like servicemen... Like, it this nigga like, literally looked like Kodak Black with his ski mask. A on. fucking ski mask on, like, um, what was I about to say? I forgot. Yeah, um, slavery. Oh yeah, slavery wasn't that long ago. And I mean, my grandparents were from the South. Like my grandma from Tennessee. My other grandma was from Mississippi. My both my grandfathers was from Arkansas. And so they used to say, like, we used to share crop, like. Mm. That was the thing, like they used and the to... fact that you you heard you heard it like from somebody, yeah, yeah. Like my grandma used to say, they used to share crop. Like, um, they still have some of the houses people were born in on the plantation. Like, um, that's that stuff is not that far removed from mm -hmm. us and how it affects us. And so, for people to like. Mm, be in denial of it now which kind of gets into like my black history month spotlight um it's infuriating that's why they still let's like, like angry black people because you're acting like this is not real you're acting like we're making these things up oh my like, god i hate the gaslighting yeah please like the gaslighting is 
a lot. Like, save that slavery is over rhetoric. Okay, move on. Say, save that rhetoric. Please save it. Like, I don't want to hear it. Uh, so many things stem from slavery that are still prevalent in our society today. We can't, we can't just act like it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was yours? <laughs> oh, it was about the sharecropping? No. Oh. Um, so my style, like, it's on, um, it's on Kimberly Crenshaw. I'm reading this from the Columbia Law School website. Um, and she's a professor there of law. Um, but Kimberly Crenshaw, she is a pioneering scholar and writer on civil rights, critical race theory, black feminist legal theory, race, racism, and the law. In addition to her position at Columbia Law, she is a distinguished professor at the University of California, Los Angeles. Um, Crenshaw's work has been foundational in the critical race theory. Um, She actually coined the term critical race theory in 1995. Period coined. Um, So... We still out here inventing words uh, or phrases. And so she coined that in 1995. And then she also coined the word intersectionality in 1989. Wow. So she's like out here. Um, so critical race theory and intersectionality, a term she coined to describe the double bind um, uh, simultaneous racial and gender prejudices. Um, Her studies, writing, and activism have been identified um, key issues in a perpetuation uh, of inequality, including school-to-prison pipeline for African-American children and the criminalization of behavior among Black teenage girls. A lot of accolades, a lot of accolades. Um, through <laughs> Columbia Law School African American Policy Forum, she co-founded uh, the Crenshaw co-authored um, "Say Her Name: Resisting Pro- Police Brutality Against Women Black Women," um, which was documented and drew attention to the killing of Black women and girls by the police. Mm. Um, Crenshaw and AAPF. Um, subsequently launched the Say Her Name campaign um, to call attention to police violence against Black women and girls. Um, Crenshaw is sought after speaker and conducts workshops and training. She's also the co-author of Black Girls Matter, pushed out over police and underprotected. So yes, I just wanted to shine a spotlight on her. I talk about her a lot in the work that I do. Uh, I work in reproductive justice. Um, so we talk about her a lot and how she's like, she's amazing. Like she, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even um, know that that was the same person who did all of that. Like, oh my goodness. Sis is, uh, sis is out here. Sis we don't, I don't even here. know. You feel me? I didn't even know the Say My Name part. <laughs> just made it, but she did Say My Name. She coined intersectionality, which is like, one of my favorite things to talk about and critical race theory. You know that get the girls riled up. Critical yes. race theory. Maybe on CNN every day talking about that. There's no such thing as critical race theory. Listen, what is that? Why we need it in the schools? Why we need it in the schools? You make white people feel bad about being white. Oh my God. Did you see? I don't know if you saw that article where they said they um some lady had Michelle Obama's books pulled because not i forgot from where but it's because quote 
it would make white girls feel bad. We for real? Is we is we really doing this society in 2022? Yeah. I almost said 21, 22. 23rd year and it's paying damage. Like, uh-uh. We not doing that. But shout out to sis. Yes. That's beautiful. Um. So yeah, she is... Just in it at all, she is the founding coordinator of the Critical Race Theory Workshop, co-author of Critical Race Key Documents That Shaped the Movement um, in 1981. Oh, wow. 1981, she assisted the legal team of Anita Hill mm. during her testimony at the confirmation hearing of the Supreme, Supreme Court Justice um of Clarence Thomas. So just an amazing and amazing woman. Has been doing God's work. Come God's on. work. The like some of the real shit like we need to spotlight that's changing laws that's really fighting and advocating for our rights as black women. So um just her, amazing. And what's her name again? Crim <laughs> Crimplin <laughs> Kimberly Crenshaw. Kimberly Crenshaw. I, I love saying the name Kimberly, but only when I know him. Kimberly. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to Miss uh, Crenshaw. Um, yes. That work has lived on and is still prevalent today. And then to say her name, like, yeah. Because yeah. I remember that from Sandra Bland and mm -hmm. the other women that, you know, that were happening during that time for sure. Okay, so I got... I gotta, um, this is my how do you feel about question. Okay. Like I said, it was gonna come later. In a Black History Month section. In a Black sure. History Month section. I have an unpopular opinion on this too. Oh, before we get to this, I didn't share my unpopular opinion about Rihanna. Oh, what was it? I don't really care for her album. She can keep it. To be you. quite honest, I agree. <laughs> you know, and I said, remember, I just said earlier, <laughs> one of my favorite songs is Cheer by Rihanna, right? Yeah. Cheers. So, you know, I love her current music, right? The ones that's out there, that's been out there, you know, but personally, you know, I'm okay with or without it, you yeah. know? I be having albums stacked up that I need to listen to and mm -hmm. don't be getting around to them. I still got albums I need to yeah. listen to. Like, I ain't really used to listen to Rihanna's music like that anyway. Like, it used to be my shit, like, but I never listened to, like, a whole album. I feel you. I will only, like, pick, like, Certain three songs. or four songs yeah. out, so... I mean, she could make some singles. Yeah, some, some singles. singles, the singles yeah. Bang. yeah, singles bang. We, we take some singles. Have my money. Yeah, bang. yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll take that over album. I really yeah. would. Okay, so how do you feel about? It's really a do you think? Okay, do you think somebody can be pro black yet in an interracial relationship? I feel like I had this conversation with people this once a month. For real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know people in interracial relationships, but they're, you know, pro-black. Um, I feel like, yes, you can be pro-black and be in an interracial relationship. Like, you can be a man and fight for women's rights. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can do something outside the blue. Are you going to be looked at a little funny? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Do you are you gonna have to take that shit for it? Yeah, yeah, you are. It just comes with the territory, honestly. Like, um, I was watching have you watched Harlem on mm -hmm. Amazon Prime? Nope. nope. It's Megan Good's like show she did. She had like Arnez in there and what's Arnez's real name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Is that you, know, you know who Arnez is. Arnez like, from uh one oh one. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> 
It had him in there. It had um boo um boo boo kitty from <laughs> Empire. Boo boo kitty. Had, um, who else it had in there? It had a few other people, but um, it was like this LGBTQ. She was a lesbian woman. She ran an LGBTQ site for like black lesbian women to like match up or for like lesbian couples to match up um super pro black like always doing interviews and like oh this is spoiler sorry um, <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler. it's not that bad of one though um and super pro black like always doing interviews but she got into it like a relationship with this white woman and i was upset i was like oh my god like, how you run this black lesbian site but you with a white woman, like I mean, love is love at the end of the day. I'm not in love, so who am I to say? If you find somebody that you can find and love you, that's so important. Um, but even when the character, um, they ended up breaking up with the white woman because they was like, "I can't do this." Like I feel like people are staring at us. Like people know who I mm. am. People see me with you. Like I feel anti-black doing this. So. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, you got to be ready to take it on the chin. Definitely. And I I wish I knew that guy's TikTok name, but um, it was definitely in the comments. So he was a black guy and he's super pro-black. You know, he talks about the importance of like black love or like, um, you know, black families. But then yeah. it's like people was in the comments like, but your wife white, you know? Yes, yeah, or like stuff you um, can't touch no more either. Right, or like uh, <laughs> Sean King. You feel me? I know people. People have mixed reviews about Sean King, but that's a white man, ain't it? I thought he was mixed. I thought he was white as hell. We gotta do some googling. Yeah, we do. Cause I thought, <laughs> cause I thought he was okay. Cause he's really pro black, right? Yeah, but he's married to a white woman. And he white. I thought he was mixed. <laughs> That's a whole nother story too. But and you know, know what? He's he's white. If, even if he is, even if he is black, he's white passing. Yeah. So a lot of people would assume he was white anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He I thought. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That um I think somebody can be pro black and in an interra- interracial relationship, but I think mm-hmm. they're gonna get some shit for it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like don't it's certain stuff you're going to set yourself up for, too. Like, how you a black man with a white wife talking about black love? Yeah. You're not... You're not even doing this. You're not even doing... You're not even practicing it. But that's exactly what, like, the podcast niggas, right? They yeah. talk about what women should do versus what y'all actually doing. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not even talking about the stuff you're doing. You're okay. talking about just the stuff other people are doing. Exactly. Um, And so, like, stuff like that, like probably shouldn't touch that no more even like um how people say with kendrick lamar like kendrick lamar would get on the song like show me natural ass and a uh, richard Pryor fro and his wife is not black at all like she not no damn kendrick pull up, a little, pull up a little picture um yeah she's not black so it's like um yes you can be pro-black you can be off of the black people but there is some slack you're going to have to take with the partner you choose wow. if they're not African-American and you're in this role. Um, yeah. I mean, if, honestly, like, slack anybody will have to take. If your partner was a street pharmacist and your people knew you're going you gonna to be taking slack for that. Why? Like, oh, you, he not, <laughs> he not ever going to do nothing with his life, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, 
slack that comes from people uh, regardless, but you can't just... I told you. What? Okay. His daddy said his biological father is a light-skinned black man. So we don't even know his daddy. So black. he's he's a very he's he like could, he's like a a twenty percent. He could be an Adonis. Adonis, Adonis. Oh yeah, yeah, Drake yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, because Drake is yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but like if can we call Adonis a black man? I mean, no, eh. he's not. He's not. He's subjective. You know, he's white. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's a white child. Yeah. Oh, he's white. Whose white baby is that? Literally. <laughs> that's a white child. Um, yeah, so he's spicy white now. He is spicy. He's just spicy white. He's spicy white like, um, I think Jack Harlow is spicy white. Oh, he's spicy white? For real? No, I think he white, but he looks spicy nah, white. No. Like, he can't be real. Not, nah. He can't be really spicy, right? He just, <laughs> he just white. Merle and Slag. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we actually have a new section. Yeah. So we have ask TTP. <laughs> so follower submitted questions from Instagram. So our question that was submitted by our follower: Should a man always pay for the first date? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Personally. I see. Okay, <laughs> it's there's in theory and there's in reality for me, mm-hmm. right? My reality has been anytime I went on out on a on a first date, the man paid, mm-hmm. right? In theory, me being a person that is now in a relationship, I be thinking like, you know what? I would I would definitely not pay for the whole first date, but I would definitely pay for my half if if that's what it came to. Probably wouldn't see him again, but yeah. yeah. So then I guess my answer is yes. <laughs> After all of that, the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. they should. Especially if he's asking me out. Do you feel me? Yeah, definitely. If a person is asking you out on a date, whether it's a man or a woman, depending on, you know, the roles of the relationship, like, they should be paying for the date. Like, I can go on a date with my friends and pay for my half. I can go on a date with my mom and pay <laughs> Be paying. My mom will be paid. Right. So if I want to just hang out, buddy, I'm. That's what I'm. Gonna, that's what you're. Buddy. Gonna, that's what you're gonna be, buddy. Buddy, buddy. We're gonna be friends. Handshake. Like, even like some of the situationships and like I'm thinking about like college or whatever. Like I would pay for my own stuff, but I never considered them people like suitors. They was always like friends to me. Period. Because once you, it's certain things that like. You got to do to let me know that you, you know, seeing me in a different light. Like, I was so used to, like, okay, so dealing with the little situationships from, like, college or whatever. When I did actually, like, go on my first few dates with somebody I really liked. And it was, like, a situation where, like, I left my wallet at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I left my wallet at home. Like, oh, my God, I have to go back and get it. Um, that's why I'm late. He was like, what do you need your wallet for anyway? Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay, that was a that was a nice answer. Um and then it was another situation with that same person. We was like getting smoothies and I 
I, I'm trying not to like reach for my wallet and stuff. I'm just so used to be by myself. Same. Like, I always reach for my wallet, so I started like, I like shuffle my purse. He was like, "You better not." And I was like, "Oh, okay." He was like, "I'm like, you take me somewhere nice." <laughs> what <do> you pay? <laughs> and he was like, "Red Lobster." I said, "Huh? Oh, sweetheart, these hoes got you at Red Lobster, thinking it's somewhere nice." I'm screaming. <laughs> gonna take you somewhere better than real life okay oh um, but yeah i don't mind like spoiling the other person in a relationship but um there has to be some like type of lines like boundaries like or mm-hmm. i'm gonna think it's just a friendship and then i'm gonna treat you like a friend period i totally so, agree so yeah <clears throat> yes so there is your answer mm-hmm. and we will definitely um you know and if they're trying to make you pay on a face date, it's not a date. Like, it's not a date to me. It's not a date, you it's know? Because I feel like, yeah, like you said, that's two friends going out. Yeah. I'm paying my shit, you paying your shit. And we palling out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But you know, sitting that trails into something else. What? How do you feel about men who expect things after they pay for stuff? Do you think that's really still prevalent or you think that's like just like society talk? I think some guys do expect certain stuff after you pay. Like, I don't know. I think it would be absolute delusional for me to, like, oh, I'm having sex with somebody who spent $50 on a meal. <laughs> Hopefully it's more than $50. Whatever. Whatever y'all should know. Whatever y'all should know. Um, but it's, like, a culture to this. <laughs> it's a culture to it, like. It's rules to this dating shit. Mm-hmm. It really is. And people try to add woo-woo slow when it comes to, like, not knowing the rules. You know the rules. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes down to it, like, after a date, you shouldn't have to expect anything. It's not tricking if you got it. It's giving desperate if mm-hmm. you expect something after a first date. Yeah. It's giving... I'm like, how do I say this? Is very much giving you. I pay for something, so you owe me. Like transactional. Tra- thank you. This is very much giving transactional relationship, yeah. which is a no go. I feel like I thank don't know. you was a perfect word. Yeah. Thank you. And some stuff is transactional. Like some stuff is like, but if you buy somebody a meal and you expect coochie, like that's not even comparable, my guy. That's not comparable. Like it's really not, and so. Certain stuff is like I would think somebody would be in that position if they flew you out and no expectations with flying out. Like if somebody fly you out, all your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I would literally assume a nigga would want to like coochie yeah. if he fly me out. I agree. I would automatically think that. I would well. automatically think that because I'm like I seen this one girl on TikTok. She was like, uh, you know that little song. I mean, it's a sound. Yes, I'm one of them. And her <laughs> caption was. <laughs> Um, I'ma fly you out, and the, it was like me. Okay, uh, can you get me my own room? And you know, people were in the comments like, "Girl, are you delusional? Like, you really think that this man is about to fly you out for you to get your own room? Like, mm-hmm. he flying you out so he could fuck?" And I feel like you know, on one hand, in theory, you know, that's a fucked up ideal to have, it but is. in reality, it's, it's usually what for. is expected in a yeah. way unless unless y'all just know like we not on that 
you know? Yeah, and that's a conversation that has to... Those are grown conversations that need to be had before then. Mm. Like, um, I'm getting my own room. And even if he's like, oh, well, I thought you was going to stay together. Well, I already booked my own room. Yeah. And if that's going to be, you know, a issue, like, that's bridging into the conversation. Like, what do you expect from me when I come here and see you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and you remember earlier... When I was talking about um, Charlemagne had somebody on the Breakfast Club who was mm-hmm. talking about setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing she was actually talking about was how people get scared to have certain conversations. So you know how like when you was a kid, you might have said like, oh, am I going to get in trouble for saying this? Yeah. And really she was saying like, that's really the reason why people don't have a lot of conversations is mm-hmm. out of fear that the other person will be upset. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we really have to get out of that shit. Like, yeah. be adults about the shit and just say the shit, you yeah. know, like it's, I mean, with the worst that they can do is be upset and what you going to do? And, yeah, it's, like, at this point in my life, like, at any point in my life, like, like you said, I was a really anxious kid. Like, I was afraid to ask questions for the most part, um, get people's reaction. I still am, um, for the most part. So, with dating, like, I would say within the past three years, I really opened up my dating world. Like, I really wasn't, like, I mean, <laughs> my best friend, I'm about to slip in my old ways, like, I wasn't taking numbers. I wasn't answering your phone. I would open your DMs, look at that shit, and close that shit. Like, mm. I don't care what it was. Like, I wasn't responding back to you. Like, why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. So, I think I've been doing a lot better. Good. You know? Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to slip back into those ways, but um, just dating, like, the thing that makes me super anxious, like, I need clarity. So, if I'm asking you a question, like, I'm not asking you to be abrasive. It's like, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I need clarity. I need you to spell something out for me. I don't do hints well. I don't do mm. none of that. I'm not going to pick up on it until oh it's like God, three years later. Like, I just had a revelation. I was like, oh, they that's what they like was talking me. about. Oh, they like me. I literally had a re- like, somebody was trying to get down with me. And I just completely, w- we were friends for years. And I yeah. was like, damn, wow, never picked up on that till now. So, um, I need that clarity. So if I was, somebody has asked me to fly out of town, I was just like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. And then when you really asked them that? The fuck? Yes. And what is it? Did they, were, were they honest? questions now. Were they honest? They like, was just like, yeah, uh, just a lot of kissing, a lot of cuddling and spoiling you. Oh, okay. So cuddling and spoiling. Spoiling with kissing. Spoiling with dick. That's what he was saying. Exactly. Literally. Um, But yeah, I think it's to a point where like you got to ask people questions. I've probably been doing it a little bit more abrasive than usual lately just because I really just need this clarity and I don't know how to ask you. But I would rather ask somebody that I'm seeing romantically like, what's up? What the Mm -hmm. fuck is up? I feel you. Yeah. Just straight up. Just straight know, up. Instead of us dancing around shit. Yeah. I totally feel that. So, yes. That was Ask TTP. And then we have our... Try of the week. Thick twice try of the week. Boom, da, boom, da, boom, da. Boom. <laughs> I was make it. We gotta make some jingles, I swear. We should make some jingles. We gotta make some jingles. We should definitely make jingles. Um, so my try of the week is actually related to our main topic today, um, of black history. So 
I would love it if we all would brush up on our black history. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the unknown facts like that a black man created the potato chip or, mm-hmm. you know, the air conditioning, you know, like how and like our good sis, Miss Crenshaw, you mm-hmm. feel me? Like, I never knew that, you know, it's just uh, it's so much that our people have done. And, you know, a lot of us don't know, you know, we so we don't know. So we got to research and we got to mm-hmm. know these things so we can know what all our people have accomplished. So do y'all research and learn about some um, black history. Definitely love black history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always real big on black history in my house. Like, Same. We was never allowed to eat Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben because it was racist. Let, you know, I'm sorry. I, trailing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, no, do you know they changed Aunt Jemima to Pearl Mine? To Mine-a-Pum. Pearl Mine. Bitch, that's Aunt Jemima. That's still the same box. It's the same box, different I words. I should go around with Aunt Jemima stickers. <gasps> I should go around with Aunt Jemima stickers and put it on. I want, I want to be like an undercover menace to society. And that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Cover all those boxes with Aunt Jemima stickers because the bitch ain't no rebranding. Ain't no rebranding here. Like ain't no rebranding. It's <laughs> you know, if people are really like going crazy like not going crazy, but people are really trying to cause a little uproar about it being changed for Aunt Jemima. It was this old white lady, she was like, It's always been Aunt Jemima and it's always gonna be Aunt Jemima. Well, this girl Aunt Jemima. This girl refills her and Jemima with the current at Pearl Mining Company so that she, she can keep the bottle. So she can remember her wet nurse when she was um, had slaves man. at this point. Listen. Does that, does that remind you of your housekeeper, man? Okay, because why are you so stuck on and Jemima? Why? Why? Yeah, we wasn't allowed to eat that. My mom be like, that's racist. Mm. You see that scarf on her head? And Uncle Ben. Shout out to your mama for being woke. Okay? <laughs> I didn't... Personally, my mom didn't cook a lot when I was growing up. Honestly, I still try to think back to how I survived as a kid. I'm just kidding. It was my mom and my my grandma. She did not cook very much. So honestly, I can't even remember having Uncle Ben's or Aunt Jemima. It was like hamburger helper, spaghetti. Tuna helper. Okay, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We probably never ate it either. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, But, oh, my try to eat. I don't know. Um... (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I do have a try to week. It's um, Valentine's season, you know, feeling a girl. It's love season. And definitely this month is going to be like a try of like self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. Self-love stuff more so than self-care. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. Why am I doing a... Anyway, I'm going to tell people to try to masturbate differently, mm-hmm. um, try a new form of masturbation. So whether that's, you know, what if you're a back person, lay on your side, try something else, lay on your oh. stomach, try something else. Um, use a rose, don't use a rose. Add lube, don't add lube. Try a different lube. Like, just try something. Try. Oh, and if you're with a partner, try a new position. Yeah. I was speaking to a single girl. So. <laughs> um, But yeah, try a new masturbation or buy a new toy for yourself. And if you're with a partner, you better try a new position. Don't be using these same two ass positions. Like you got other joints in your body. Um, and <laughs> boring. It's giving boring. Um, it's giving vanilla. It's <laughs> less than vanilla. That shit, rainbow sherbet. Um, but 
Yes, so try a new position, try a new toy with your partner, try a new lube. There's lots of things out. So mm. that's, I'm like, that's a whole other segment. <laughs> no, for real, because I was about to trail into some other stuff. Like, what? Like, okay, like, <clears throat> you ever heard, like, that some men feel like the toy is their competition versus their partner? They be finding so many ways to be insecure. Insecure? Why? They be insecure about vibrators, but not your money. Get your money up. Get, get your money up. Account. Okay. Worry about your mental health. Find Period. new ways to be insecure about yourself. <laughs> um, but I think it's pretty, like... Very lame. I think everything is lame though. Um, but <laughs> it's like use it if the person like using it. I'm not a big rose user. I have one, but it's super intense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love my rose. <laughs> Maybe I gotta get another try. I did only try to use it once, but anyway, just use it like as a tool. Like there's so many resources people have. Like I see some guys that be like. When I grabbed the rose and then we both, we tag team. Yeah. Like, so some guys are like into it, but yeah. at the end of the day, like, if you need something to spice up something in the bedroom, like, don't be afraid of that. That's not your competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a resource. That's a tool on your tool belt. Like, not your competition. Use that tool belt. We know Use y'all, y'all tool love belt. tools. Use the tool belt. Now, if she pull out a bag, that's, this is trailing the <laughs> No, no, we, we, we should say <laughs> No, what was your, what was you gonna say? I was just like, women are like ten times, thousand times more freakier than men. So I believe that as well. Um, if she pull out a backpack, then not the back peasy. I you think a lesbian is when I think about backpacks. I know. Got, got the backpack. The <laughs> really? <laughs> like, did you forget the backpack? The backpack. The backpack. I'm screaming. So. Yes, don't be afraid to try it out. It's not your competition. It's your resource. Like, mm-hmm. all this shit is resources. Yeah. We don't should, make it a problem. We should definitely bring this type of segment to our next episode. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Yes. So, with that being said, that is episode one of season, season two. Okay. So, shout out to, you know, if this is your first time watching us, make sure you go check out our season one. Yeah. Okay. But also, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us, mm-hmm. watching us, supporting us. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Think Twice Podcast. Yes. Um, like us on Facebook at Think Twice Podcast. And like our episodes, yes, share them, leave us feedback. Like, you can always leave us feedback. Like, I don't know, maybe you don't like try the week, just let us know. know Yeah, you might be like, y'all, this would this segment would be cool. Yeah, yeah, so yes, we love feedback. We want to hear the talk, like, we want to talk back to y'all. And season two, season two, yeah, love a black woman for infinity. infinity. infinity.